0: welcome to con expo con ag radio brought to you by the association of equipment manufacturers with your host peggy smedley welcome back you're listening to con expo con ag radio brought to you by the association of equipment manufacturers i'm your host Peggy Smedley. Each week, the final segment focuses on the job side of the future. Today, we will continue the discussion we began on, segment one, about building performance and efficiency. And we're going to continue the discussion about the Department of Energy commercializing on energy technologies. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But if you listen to segment two or three um you know that stephanie from autodesk and brenda from ies really had some really wonderful discussions about uh building efficiencies and uh they had such a good discussion we kind of ran out of time if you didn't have a chance to listen i encourage you to uh continue and, and listen to those discussions because they were absolutely amazing uh both women really had some great comments, and so I encourage you, if you didn't get a chance, listen to that discussion. But now let me tell you what we are going to talk about now. is, as, as I mentioned just a second ago, we're going to talk about how the Department of Energy is commercializing energy technologies. And more importantly, what we talked about in Segment 1, and I'm going to continue on here in Segment 4, is is how construction companies can leverage all of these technologies. And when you're talking about green building and you're talking about sustainability, um, it's important because building owners are beginning to expect more data in order to better manage a building's performance and efficiency. And and both the women that we talked to in segment two and three actually talked about data being so important and, and BIM and uh, simulations and things like that. But in order to gain a big-picture and, and big kind of idea or even a good picture of what this looks like, let's take a closer look at a recent report from Solidance that identifies the top ten global cities for green buildings. And the organization says green buildings are becoming one of the fastest-growing construction and design concepts overall. In fact, green buildings are doubling every three years worldwide, if you can believe that. Comparing the performance of 10 global cities specifically with regards to green buildings helps the industry understand how how to build more sustainable structures. So let's kind of get st- started in looking at this. The top 10 global cities include, now here's the list, London, New York, Beijing, Dubai, Hong Kong, Paris, Shanghai, Singapore, Sydney, and Tokyo. Now, if you might not have known that, you do now. And metrics used to compare the cities include citywide green building landscape, green building efficiency and performance, and green building policy and targets. So in Tokyo, for example, all large, newly constructed buildings are obligated to conduct an environmental performance evaluation. And meanwhile, in London, both new and refurbished buildings need to provide a sustainability statement and an energy strategy. And as listeners of the show, you'll find this very interesting. The city of Shanghai was the first city in China to launch a green standard in construction. And still other cities are taking necessary steps to further innovation when it comes to smart and sustainable cities and even infrastructure. So, for example, Beijing had plans to construct at least 10 ecological demonstration zones between 2011 and 25. And this can kind of help the long-term benefits of technology in the performance of a facility. And here's some of the benefits of green that include decreasing energy use, reducing water waste, minimizing waste and encouraging reuse, uh, conserving natural resources, boosting employee productivity. You heard us talk about that in the last segment and supporting a healthier lifestyle and enhancing well-being. So If you look inside the numbers, it tells kind of this true story of how global cities are going green overall. And here's another example that we found. The city of Paris invests roughly $44 million in retrofitting residential buildings alone. And Paris is proving older cities don't have to be trapped and weighed down by an aging infrastructure. Rather, a strategic and strong methodology in retrofitting can dramatically improve efficiency uh... and and it's interesting Singapore on the other hand launched a green building master plans which they call which includes a target of greening eighty percent of its building stock by twenty thirty that's quite a task if you really think about it uh, overall now here's another example hong kong is targeting a reduction of fifty two percent absolute electri- electricity consumption now think about this, which essentially reduces 30 percent of the absolute building electricity consumption by 2030, as compared to the 2005 level right now that it's looking at. So I think it's 2030 is a big year for green building objectives uh, that we're looking at, because in Sydney has plans to reduce carbon emissions. By 70% by 2030, while Singapore, Hong Kong, and Sydney all have ambitious goals for 2030, some cities have already significant reductions. So we look at all these numbers, and I find it interesting as we're looking at these reports. Dubai uh, has already the world's largest uh, lead platinum um, government building, um, which had already achieved a 66% reduction in energy consumption and a 48% reduction in water consumption. I, as I look at all these numbers, and we share all these, it's kind of overwhelming when you hear numbers and percentages, but one of the leading trends in these cities is a major shift in the expectations stakeholders have on their own buildings. Uh, An increasingly cost-conscious and financially conservative world has emerged following the global financial crisis, and that's what we're seeing Combine all of this with globalization, boosting sustainable real estate development worldwide, and the result is a growing demand for green buildings. That's what we're really seeing. And sustainability is really at the core of the economic, social, and I think environmental initiatives worldwide. These buildings result, I think, in energy efficiency and savings, and that's what our discussions have been today. So city-level, I think green initiatives are essential When you think about measuring the sustainability culture of a city, as well as how it fosters this green environment, and that's what we've been talking about, this directly, and I think even indirectly, enables the green building agenda. Uh, While each of these cities has its own goals and objectives, what we found interesting is all 10 global cities have set targets to achieve a reduction of CO2 emissions. And in the end, the effort and all of these action plans are aimed at greening the built stock in a city is so vitally important to their futures. And the goal is not just to reduce the impact on the environment during the construction, but was even more interesting, but also for the buildings to operate in this even more efficient manner. So as you're thinking about what you're doing and what's going to be happening here, in the states or whatever, the retrofitting the buildings, it's all about what these cities have done already. It's all about this green building and, and making things efficient. So during the past 10 years, both new cities like Dubai and even older cities like New York and Paris have made strides in this green building movement. So it's really interesting to watch and to see and and, and to read all of these things as we share with you and as you're listening as well. It's as technology is essential to help meet many of these sustainability and green objectives. And it was interesting. We kind of thought about this. It says, perhaps New York's slogan says it all, one city built to last. It makes you really think about what kind of the goals and objectives are for what you're doing as you build and retrofit some of the next cities around and you're involved in. So we thought that. Well, listeners, that's all the time we have today. Remember that ConExpo ConAg Radio is broadcast live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central. Register for ConExpo ConAg registration for Con, Ag, Con Expo uh, ConExpo ConAg is open now. As I get that, um, you can go up to www.conexpoconag.com to register for the March 17 event. Please do so. We encourage you. If you have not signed up for the 365 newsletter. We encourage you to do that as well because that gives you all of the news that we're putting out. And as always, you know, tweet at us at ConExpo, uh, ConAg. We want to hear what your thoughts are. And, you know, we want to know what you want to read about and all the things you want to hear on the radio show. So we're looking for that as well. So let us know. As always, ConExpo, ConAg Radio is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at wsradio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Come join over 130,000 construction industry professionals in March 2017. ConExpo ConAg 2017 is North America's largest construction show. Explore over 2.5 million square feet and imagine what's next with over 2,500 exhibitors. Get the details at conexpoconag.com future and join us as we take this to the next level. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, VinVillage.com, where wine lovers connect. Be sure to tune in weekly to VinVillage Radio for exclusive, in-depth interviews with the who's who in wine and food.